Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good ready Friday afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford with the Eagle Hour from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. It is raining and miserable here in South Mississippi. Hope uh, in other parts of the state where you might be listening, it's a little better weather. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of Southern Miss Athletics for many, many years. Dickie's uh, cooks fresh meats every day in their restaurant here in Hattiesburg and around the state. And I want you to remember, too, that Dickie's is a great source for catering. If you have a special event coming up for your church, for your office, uh, whatever the event might be, your family, you can always call Dickie's. You can sit back, relax, and let them do the cooking, and the food is always fresh and delicious. All right, we're scheduled to talk to a former Southern Miss great wide receiver and Philadelphia Eagle Todd Pinkston. We're hoping to connect up with Todd here a little later in the program. I want to talk about, obviously, the bowl game tomorrow as well as the upcoming NFL playoffs. What an incredible Weekend for football, Luke Johnson. I mean, tomorrow just doesn't get much better. Southern Miss in a bowl game, followed by two NFL playoff games. My Saturday is already set, brother. Mine is too, and if it's raining tomorrow, it it really won't bother me because I know where I'm going to be. Southern Miss taking on Tulane at 10.30, and right after that on ESPN, you really don't have to change the channel. It might be on uh, ABC or ESPN, but Bills at Texans and then Titans um, at Patriots. So um, hopefully the Eagles can set the tempo uh, for some victory stuff early in the day. But, yeah, there's one place I'm going to be tomorrow. I know where that's going to be. All right. It's time to, I guess, kind of wind down all the talking, all the bowl hypes over. I guess all the players from both teams have had all the fun they're going to have for a week. And I think there's some kind of luncheon going on right now, uh, followed by uh, an afternoon, I guess, of of pretty uh, last-minute preparation. So at 10.30 tomorrow morning, Luke, and the two teams line up, what are we going to see head-to-head? Well, just to – let our listeners know what's going on right now. You know, they've got the, 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 the luncheon, as you said. But, man, right after lunch, it's just like a normal Friday. And, and one thing about this game that's good, I said it earlier in the week, it is on a Saturday. So, at least a mindset, you're not playing on a Wednesday afternoon or, you know, a Tuesday night. You're playing like you would every single week. So, they'll start locking in. They'll have meetings this afternoon. They'll eat dinner tonight. And then uh, probably – you know, watch a movie or catch a movie or go to their room. And then tomorrow, it's probably going to be a really early uh, wake-up call, maybe even in the fives in the morning because of the 10.30 kick. But when you look at them on paper, uh, Tulane 6-6, six and six, Golden Eagles 7-5. and five. Tulane scoring 33 points a game, Golden Eagles scoring 27 points a game. Uh, Tulane's giving up 27 points a game, Eagles giving up 25. So Tulane with a little better offense, uh, Southern Miss with a little better defense. 
Both teams, uh, Southern Miss 411 yards per game. Tulane 455 yards per game. Eagles giving up 350. Tulane giving up right at 380. Uh, when you look at where those yards are given up, Eagles are much tougher on the run. Only uh, 111 yards they're giving up, but they are giving up 238 yards in the air. So Golden Eagles better on the ground, which I think with a Willie Fritz offense, you would think if you can stop the run, because that's what Tulane is going to try to do first, uh, that that's probably uh, – so the Golden Eagles – strength on defense plays into what Tulane wants to do. I just think Willie Fritz is going to going to uh, do some some things maybe they hadn't seen before with Justin McMillan getting him in open space, some run pass option stuff. Uh, but the question is going to be which Jack Abraham shows up? The first half Jack, the second half Jack? Is he going to uh, force some balls and, and the Eagles going to turn the ball over? Eagles need to start like they did in the Troy game, march down the field systematically or force a three and out and, and score. Um, they need to set the tempo early. You do not want to uh, to get down to this two-lane team by two touchdowns in the first quarter. No, and the Golden Eagles, I think, too, would benefit greatly if they could run the football a little bit. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. It, it But it's just going to be – it's not like we're going to, you know, rush for 250 yards tomorrow. You know, just, it's just not going to be that way. You've got to basically throw the ball vertically to set up the run game. I do think they're going to get to Michael Harris in space. They're going to try some screens. Um, I think they will take some shots with Quez early. Maybe run some of those double crossing routes uh, on different levels to try to get somebody open. Um, but they're definitely going to have to pass to set up the run. Well, we can all wish that our guest on today's Eagle Hour could play for the Golden Eagles tomorrow because he's one of the great receivers in Southern Miss history. In fact, the second leading all-time Southern Miss receiver, arguably the best that ever played the position, went on to have a great career with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And we're happy to welcome uh, Luke Todd Pinkston back to the Eagle Hour. And Pink, how are you, my man? How's it going, man? Happy New Year's to you guys. Happy New Year's to you, Todd. We're very happy to have you on the show. Going to keep you for a while if you don't have anything important. We want to talk to you, first of all, about the bowl game tomorrow, Southern Miss playing Tulane. You know all about playing in bowl games, and you know what's going on through the minds of the kids on the Southern Miss team right now. If you could lend some advice to them, uh, Todd Pinkston, what would it be? Well, uh, for me, you know, I think it's after my first bowl game is is all of, it was all about you know getting better because because at that time we're playing a lot of young guys. My myself and Sherrod was getting ready to play. Um, become starters the, the the next year. So uh, it, it depends on the year that you're, if you're a freshman, sophomore, a junior, or a senior. You know, you, you're you preparing yourself for the next season. Or if you get an opportunity to get a high grade in a draft spot, that means you can prepare yourself to play on the next level. So um, the biggest thing is just go out there and have fun and enjoy the moment because, you know, being three, winning three out of four um Bowl games that I played in, sure, it was exciting for me. When you were when you were playing, were bowl games under your coaching staff? Were they, hey guys, let's go have fun for a week, or hey guys, we're going out there to win a football game, and all the noise around you, you need to block out. Well, you know it's a different generation now. Everything is social media oriented now, but at the time, Coach Bowers just told us enjoy the moment. We know we want to got a business trip to go, and uh, just go out there and, and and make every every practice like it's your last practice because you know you get an opportunity 
uh, to play in this game, and the whole, the whole, like, well, I always say the whole neighborhood watching. But you know, it's the fact that when you get ready for a bowl game, when you're ready for a bowl game, you also auditioning for for the next, like I said, the next year, and you and you showing some leadership as far as who's coming up, who's going, like who's the recruits that's, that's watching. I'm sorry, the recruits mm-hmm. that's watching. They want to be a part of something special. So when you go out and play hard, that's what they want to see. All right, Luke Johnson, Todd Pinkston. Pink, um, good to talk to you again, bro. I, I I don't want to take the conversation solely in this direction. We'll come back to the bowl stuff. But you mentioned about you know looking forward to next year. Nowadays, we see some guys, uh, not as many this year, but, man, last year, the year before, so many guys forego playing in the bowl game uh, You know, for, for the NFL. I always, you know, felt like the, the bowl game was a reward for, uh, you know, the, the season. And I felt like some guys uh, were, were almost letting their team down by, by not, you know, playing in the bowl game. You got thoughts about that? Well, you know, to each his own. You know, it, uh, my, my opinion about it, I would, I would rather play for my team because this is my last game or um, the last bowl game of the game of the year. Well, my thing is, you know, you go out there, you, you start playing with your team early on in the season. You might well go ahead and end with it. You know, I think a lot of guys trying to prevent injuries, but at the end of the day, people are still going to get injured regardless. Regardless if you're training, regardless if you're in a bowl game, an uh, injury is going to happen. You know, and that's something you can't control. But what you can control is how how you want to be remembered, how you want to go out as a teammate um, in your last game of the year. I appreciate you saying that because that's exactly how I felt. You talk about uh, what you remembered as. Man, there were so many times you would uh, catch a ball across the middle or, or uh, on, on a seam route and you would get hit and people would say, man, how does that guy not break in half? You know, Pink, you were you could fly, man. You were tall, but, but uh, man, you were so tough, and that's what people uh, remember you by. Was there ever a time when you went back to, to Lee and said, hey, man, you should have thrown that one a little tighter. I got hit. Well, the one thing I never done, I never went back and questioned the quarterback about if balls being thrown a certain way. I just got to make sure I catch the ball that's thrown my way because Sherrod, uh, Sherrod got a lot of balls and the balls that I got, I got to make take advantage of the opportunity that I got because we, you know, we were the dynamic duos. But you know, at the end of the day, you don't you don't never say a thing to a quarterback. He know he would never a quarterback would never put you across the middle two times in a row because at the end of the day, you can't. You got to play, be a receiver, not a quarterback. So you you only need to worry about catching a ball. But um, as far as going across the middle, the the frame that I had was, you know, I had that frame when I was in high school, and I did a lot of things that I was doing similar to college. So um, it's all about heart. You know, you go out there, you're gonna take a hit, regardless of how skinny I was. But at the end of the day, it's how you bounce back. All right, can you hang on, Todd? We want to talk to you about the upcoming NFL playoffs. Something you know a lot about. Is that good? <laughs> Yes, sir. All right. The great Todd Pinkston on the Eagle Hour will continue our conversation with Pink right on the other side of the break.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back, Eagle fans around the state of Mississippi. Glad you're with us this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Our buddies out on Hardy Street, of course, have the best selection of Southern Miss swag anywhere on the planet. And if you can't make it to Hardy Street, you can always go online to CampusBookmart.net. Pick out your Southern Miss apparel, and they'll have it delivered right to your front door. All right, we're talking to Todd Pinkston, former great Golden Eagle wide receiver and member of the Philadelphia Eagles, who knows a lot about what's about to happen uh, tomorrow. Not only the bowl game between Southern Miss and Tulane, but the NFL playoffs start tomorrow. And uh, Todd, in his five years with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, every year Todd Pinkston started for the Eagles, the Eagles went to the playoff playoffs in, in all the way to Super Bowl 39 in 2005 against the New England Patriots where he had eight receptions uh, in in the Super Bowl or four receptions for 82 yards in the Super Bowl uh, Todd I, I want to ask you before we get started on that if this could be true I'm reading your bio and it says when you played your first year in the NFL the National Football League you weighed 167 pounds is that correct <laughs> I think they gave me two two pounds on that. Yeah, I weighed in at uh, at the combine at one one sixty five. Um, you know, at the end of the day, hey, you can't hit you can't hit what you can't catch. <laughs> that was the secret, right, my man? You can't hit right. what you can't catch. All right, so it all starts tomorrow, and uh, the NFL playoffs start. I want to take you from college to the NFL. What's going on in the minds of the NFL athletes that are getting ready to uh, get in the Super Bowl tournament tomorrow afternoon? Well, I think it's uh, more or less just get yourself in the tournament. You know, once you get in the tournament, everybody is zero and zero, and that's that's what you want to start. You know, everybody want to worry about who's who's record is better, who gets the first, second seed. All that stuff doesn't matter once you get to the playoffs because at the end of the day, it's win or go home. And that's the mentality that the, the players, the coaches, the organizations have um, right now. Mm-hmm. When you took the field in, in the playoff games, was it was it different than playing in a regular season game? And if it was, how was it different? Well, I, I know it was different. Um, I mean, I got that experience my second year playing in the um, National Football League when I became a starter and we went to our um, playoff game. Um, everything happened a lot faster once you get to the playoffs. There's no um, no thinking. You got to go out there and react, and the guys react a lot different, a lot faster. And it shows once you get on the field, from snap to uh, from the first whistle to the last whistle. So is this correct in, in saying there was a leap from college to NFL football, and then you're saying there was even another leap from regular season to playoff football in the NFL? Correct. I always tell people that at, at the end of the day, once you learn the speed of the game. Then it 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 it'll help you out because once you get to the playoffs, that's fast. Once you get to the, the NFC Championship game or AFC Championship, that's even faster. Once you get to the Super Bowl, now you gotta now you gotta turn it up another notch. So the the higher and the more games you play, the the faster the game gets. And so that's something I adjust to adjusted to and I learned. But all this stuff is come back to come back on you once you once you start in the, in the off season preparing your body to, to play a long season. So that's one thing that helped me out. We're working out with the Southern Miss football team, working out and um, Wild World of Sports down there with Tom Shaw and 
you know, and then working out with your teammates up there at the facility when I was in Philadelphia. So preparing yourself early on in the offseason will help you out in the, in the postseason in the NFL. All right, now, Todd, I'm going to turn you over to Luke. I'm going to warn you, he's a Saints fan, so when he starts talking about the playoffs, don't uh, don't get too distracted by his partisanship here about New Orleans. Go ahead, Luke. I, I'm going to give him a little leeway. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Pink. You know, you, you mentioned it, and, and uh, another thing that uh, about it, it, it really doesn't matter, but there have been some people out there that are frustrated with the, uh, the NFC this year, 11-win team on the road in a wild card game 13 win team at home but there was a i think it was 01 or 02 pink you guys uh, played in the wild card and you went all the way to the nfc championship yes uh i talked to uh uh one of my former teammates uh hugh douglas who has a radio show over in atlanta right now we talked about having a uh it's not how you start because we start one and four one year and end up playing in the um nfc championship game um, one thing is um, people fail to realize it's not a marathon. You know, you gotta, you gotta. I mean, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. You just gotta pace yourself throughout the course of the year. You gotta take care of your body, and once you get, once you get the, like I said, the speed of the game, and you learn your know your opponent, then everything else speaks for itself. The chips gonna fall where they fall. What all this leads obviously um, to the Super Bowl and and man, it's so cool that you got to play in in that Super Bowl. We were joking yesterday. We thought the Patriots were done, and we heard just kind of the universe celebrating. You did lose to the Patriots in that game, um, but man, you had a great game. I think four catches, eighty two yards in that game. What what do you remember about leading up to that, and then running onto the field playing in the Super Bowl? Well, I think uh, once we once we clinched, we beat uh, Atlanta Falcons for uh, to advance the Super Bowl. Um, it, it it didn't really hit us to uh, I think game time because every uh, the, the week prior to the Super Bowl, uh, it was just a regular week for us, you know. Then once we flew down to Jacksonville and and started preparing for practice and stuff like that, uh, you dealt with the media, you dealt with the hype, but once the game started. You know, um, it was reality. You know, it was it was a joy, it was a blessing, and it was got an opportunity to play at the highest level, and a lot of teams and a lot of players that really hadn't had a chance to do. And so, uh, you wanted to take every take advantage of every opportunity that you have because you never know when the next time you're gonna get that opportunity. Right. Uh, all right, now, Todd, last year, I, I go to Washington once a year to catch a Redskin home game. Grew up up there. I'm a Redskin fan. And I went last year, I picked the Eagles game to go to. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'd heard a lot and heard a lot of commentary about the Eagle fan base and the way Philadelphia Eagle fans were and how, <laughs> how vocal they were. And I have to tell you, it was an eye-opener to sit in the same football stadium with them. Uh, they have to be great if they're on your side – and obviously they were on your side, but boy, Todd Pinkston, the Philadelphia Eagle fans are full of themselves. Well, you should have called me before you went to the game because I could have warned you before. <laughs> so, uh, no, they they just some diehard Eagle fans. They they go they gonna win with you going they they gonna win with you going they gonna lose with you. But at the end of the day, they don't like losing, and they are gonna let you know when you're when you're doing bad, and they gonna like I said, they are gonna let you know. But at the end of the day, they just they just diehard Philly fans. They want to win. They they can do and say whatever they want until you do what's right. And doing mm-hmm. what's right is winning. That's the only thing they're used to, and that's the only thing they want. All right, tell us your best. Tell us your favorite memory 
of Philadelphia Eagle fans that you saw with your own eyes? Oh, man. Which, when do you want me to start my rookie year or my last year? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, know, I remember one year we played, um, I think it was like a regular season game, and it was a TV timeout. And you know how you have dogs and stuff, you know, doing activities and catching frisbee, catch, catching balls from their, their owners. And um, it was one incident where the dog dropped a frisbee and the uh, crowd just started booing them. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? So that was one of the biggest laughter that I had. Um, One of the biggest, you know, funny that I had, you know, talk about the the fans. But, like, at the end of the day, you know, it was a lot of people laughing. It was a lot of people cheering. But, you know, they want everything to be perfect. You, The dog dropped the frisbee, and there's a boo. It's like a a player drop a ball, they're going to boo. So once you're in that neighborhood, you better be prepared for anything. Did they ever boo you, Pink? Oh, several times, several times, several times. <laughs> but I guess if they're, if they're not booing you, uh, you would think something was wrong. Am I right about that? That, that was You're my right about that. You know, they, they boo Santa Claus. So what you expect, you know, <laughs> booing Santa Claus, throwing batteries at people early on. But, you know, you got to expect the unexpected when you come to those fans. But like I said, they diehard Eagle fans and they want to win and don't do something to to offset offset that as far as wearing another team's jersey because if they, the other team wins, do you they gonna hear it like when you like when you went to that game Redskins game right guess what happened a Redskins make a big play you better not say nothing at the time you just hold it in you know <laughs> That's exactly right. that was fun there's no question about it hey Todd we appreciate you being on the show man great insight and uh, who better to go to on the day before the Eagles play in a bowl game right. and play in the NFL playoffs than you my man and we always appreciate your willingness to come on our show Southern Miss to the top fly Eagles fly there we go the great Todd Pinkston everybody I, I gotta tell you Luke Johnson you could be some argument about this but be hard-pressed to tell me a better wide receiver that ever played for the black and gold than that young man. The uh, the monumental play in my mind uh, with with him that was involved with him was the play action when Lee hit, uh, hit Sherrod Gideon 31 yards in the 97 Liberty Bowl. Sherrod saluted, and then he and Pink looked at each other, and they saluted. And it was just one of those moments in Southern Miss history that you say, yeah. We're pretty good at receiver, yeah. and we're going to be pretty good at receiver for a while. He was one of the best, for he sure. He was really one of the best. All right, Eagle Hour continues right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. We really appreciate 
Todd Pinkston for stopping by with us, one of the greatest to ever catch the football for the University of Southern Mississippi. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It's a new year and always good lunch specials going on. Todd Elsey's sitting in with us uh, on the Eagle Hour right now with me, Bob, and Dalton. Todd, there's some uh, some cool stuff going over at 4th Street uh, for the new year, isn't there? There is, and, and they're doing a real good thing for uh, for the game tomorrow. They did this throughout the season. This is not only at uh, at 4th Street Bar and Grill, right there in the shadow of the Rock. If you're a listener to the Eagle Hour, you're familiar with them, but their sister establishment, Sideline Sports Cafe out here in Oak Grove, on the corner of Oak Grove and Lincoln Road, two major uh, arteryways out here. They're going to be having a, a little breakfast brunch for you tomorrow morning, opening up at 10 o'clock. They'll have a full breakfast laid out for you, Bloody Marys, mimosas. The game will be on at 1030. And then, of course, go by and catch them at the Saints at 4th Street Bar and Grill for 65-cent wings. Hmm. So it's the breakfast at Sidelines? Sidelines and, and at 4th Street At both morning. places. Correct. What is a mimosa? I have no idea. What that is champagne and orange juice. Huh. You drink it with your little pinky finger up when you... There take you. a sip. Hmm. I actually saw, though, on Facebook where I was getting that information from, Slade texted me that he wanted to give us a shout-out for what they're doing, but one Jay Ladner was interested in going. Really? Well, mm-hmm. good for him. Good for him. Well, uh, Luke, as we were saying, man, tomorrow's just like football Saturday. God, it's crazy. It's so good. Eagles take on Tulane at 10.30 a.m., and then you can uh, just keep the TV on, Bills and Texans, Titans and Patriots, so three Really good games um, in a row, and of course, Fourth Street will have that. Um, I'll take just take a big glass of sweet tea. I don't know if I could I could mix those two together, but mm-hmm. I guess to each his own. But Eagles tomorrow um, still uh, looking like um, they're still the underdog. Tulane line really hadn't moved. Tulane a, a seven point favorite. You know, last night I, I got in. Lauren and I uh, went went out to eat, and I got in, and my dad was like all in on this Indiana Tennessee game. And I was pulling for Indiana. Here's the Southern Miss connection. Uh, everybody remembers Dave Womack, the uh, defensive coordinator for Southern Miss. His son, Kane, who played football at Southern Miss, he's the defensive coordinator uh, for Tom Allen's Hoosiers. So, man, I was pulling for, for Indiana. I've never seen my dad so in, in a game that he didn't really care about either one of them. My dad hates Tennessee because we've been up there a few times and, mm-hmm. you know, Eagles got beat on the road. But, you know, you look at the first game yesterday. I don't know if you caught the Cincinnati-Boston College game. It was delayed because of weather. But the, the Tennessee-Indiana game was surprisingly good. Indiana let them come back you know, late, and Tennessee won 23-22. But, you know, we really haven't had that many good bowl games. Oregon and Wisconsin, the Rose Bowl was good. Sugar Bowl really wasn't anything to talk about. You know, some of these bigger games really haven't been. So tomorrow, you know, I guess what I'm saying for the Eagles, I would take a blowout. But, man, just a, a competitive, good game, at least a fourth-quarter game, I would be happy for also. I think the two best games I saw was the, uh, I think what you just said, the Oregon-Wisconsin uh, game. That was a great football game. I thought the playoff game between Ohio State and uh, uh, Clemson. Clemson, Clemson. Was, was very, very good myself. Navy, Kansas State went down to the wire. Uh, Kentucky scored in the last minute. But, you know, some of these games, man, they were just just blowouts. Um, should mention the, the fact, you know, today Mississippi State letting go of Joe Moorhead. Pretty odd uh, that you get fired after your bowl game, but, you know, that game really wasn't that close either. But, anyway, going into tomorrow, um, Eagles, uh, you know, just – 
just play. That, that's really what we we don't want to see them lay an egg. We want to see them soar. Got one more game today: Ohio against Nevada in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Mm. That that's I can approve of that bowl uh, sponsorship. It, it it gels well and it's really simple. Correct. All right, I'm gonna go around with you two guys here. Um, your your thoughts about the game tomorrow? How does it play out in your view, Todd? The USM game is what we're talking about, yeah. obviously, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm agreeing with Vegas and the Pearl River Resort Sportsbooks with the seven-point favorite with Tulane. I, I just, I'm, I'm with Luke. I hope we show up and fight and play hard. Um, I, I'm just really happy we got the bowl game, the extra practices. But it's an exhibition game. I do expect Tulane to win the football game. You know, Luke, are you amazed at how, how smoothly Todd – Puts all his clients right into his answers. He well, promotes I, his clients as he's answering you. I'm actually a sales rep. I'm not an on-air talent. So, Correct. You know. Okay. And you and you well, agree. There, there's nobody on this show that is on-air talent. Just <laughs> on-air. Very just good should, call there. Should remind exactly you of that. Exactly correct. What do you think, Luke? I think it could lean more towards not a shootout, but each team matching each other. So, you know, a three and out being matched by a three and out, a field goal being matched by a field goal. Somebody is is going to get a break early, I believe. What I what I am hoping for is that the Nasty Bunch will force Justin McMillan into a few bad decisions. Bob, while you were out, we talked to Andrew Allegretta, the, voice, the play-by-play voice for the Tulane Green Wave, and that was one of the things he said, that when defenses have put pressure on McMillan, uh, they force him to make mistakes. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, for DQ Thomas and, and some of those guys in the secondary, it would make me feel really good if we got two picks tomorrow. You know, as, as tough as it's been back there in the secondary this year, um, for them to be able to do that and for us to be able to get pressure. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm afraid a little bit that, that they're going to put us in situations that we can't defend. So I think Billings comes with pressure early. Um, and what I hope for is for Jack Abraham to have a clean sheet on the interception side through three uh, touchdowns, maybe D might get in space a little bit. And uh, I want Quez Watkins to have over 100 yards. I know, Luke, that you know Keon Howard, the kid from Laurel that came here and plays a ball for uh, Southern Mystic quarterback. Transferred out uh, when Abraham came in and is now at Tulane. What do you think is uh, what do you think tomorrow is going to be like for Keon Howard? Keon has adjusted well um, down at Tulane. Um, he, he likes the program, and again, he loves Southern Miss. He, he really did. It was just a you know it was a, a place where he probably wasn't going to see the field as much as he wanted to, and so transferred out. Um, but you, you know he he loved uh, being close to home. For him, it'll be a mixed bag tomorrow uh, because a lot of those guys in the black and gold were guys that he came in with and guys he threw the ball with and blocked for him. Um, at the same time, what we, we, we joke about this generation. You know, we joke about how sometimes they're softer and, and all that. One of the things about this generation that I do appreciate, especially in collegiate football, they all pull for each other. They really do. You can see guys celebrating other guys' success, whereas some of us older guys uh, would just want our own success, and I, I mean that honestly. Um, I think you will see a bunch of hugging, uh, no matter how the game goes tomorrow, a bunch of high fives, a bunch of handshakes between Keon Howard and his uh, teammates, no matter how the ball game goes tomorrow. And I would think that probably some of these kids on both teams know each other, probably played against each other in high school, wouldn't you think? They do. There's there's another guy, uh, Thedarius Keys, uh, Thedarius Keys for for Tulane. He's from Laurel, and a lot of these guys played against each other, um, and they and they know each other. You know, um, they, they played against each other in region games because our Brookhaven guys and and their Laurel guys, but guys in Louisiana, guys in Alabama, they all they all played against each other, and um, 
and and the and because of social media, the 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 circles are much closer now. So guys can be out of state and they can still follow each other. So I I think it's good. It's it's one of the as as far as a perception or as far as a people of interest in the game within the Southern Miss fan base, Tulane was probably one of the best group of five teams that the Eagles could have played. Well, I, when I think back on on uh, you know the old Conference USA and when it was broken up basically by the American Athletic Conference, uh, to me the two biggest losses and the saddest losses for Southern Miss were the, were the rivalries with Memphis and Tulane. And uh, Todd, you and I have kind of discussed that a little bit in the past. It's tough. It's tough to bring crowds into the rock. It's tough to generate excitement for football when all your rivals, like all all the games with Memphis and all the games with Tulane, are no more. It's just very difficult to overcome that. And then you have people in your division now, like UTEP, which is what fifteen hundred miles away. You can't make a trip there. You could go to Memphis. You could go to UAB, which we still have them, obviously, but to Tulane. Places like that, you can't do that anymore when you're playing Marshall and all the way out to, to New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And Luke, you you played for Southern Miss, so I I got to believe that when you were playing, it was a little special when you played Memphis and Tulane. Well, Memphis was the game we always call it the black and blue game because we we beat each other up so much. I mean, with Tulane, to be honest, we expected to beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my redshirt freshman year was the only time we ever lost to Tulane we went down there and laid an egg in the Superdome got beat 31 to 10 and got chewed out by Tyrone Nix I think coach Bauer just like handed him the microphone on on Monday and we got an ear full of Tyrone we should have but yeah with 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 Tulane it was a game that you just expected to win um they hadn't beat us that that much I think before that 2002 game they beat us when they had the perfect season in 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 98 but Memphis was was uh, the one where it was you know let's go get them they were they were more of a rival. Tulane was a rival because of the battle for the bell, but we just expected to beat them every year. But that's Can even I, touching on basketball with right. Memphis and Cincinnati. Right, and baseball. Was baseball? Great, great. Baseball Tulane, was, was Tulane. Was Tulane. That, was that's where yeah. it was. Uh, i tell you what I miss more than anything, guys, about Tulane is going down from Greenville and hanging out in New Orleans <laughs> yeah. for two or three days and staying at the Omni Royale and uh, enjoying uh, the atmosphere and the food in New Orleans before and after the football game. I'm kind of anxious to get that back. You know, I think that the, I think it's a good thing, Luke Johnson, that they've re-signed. They got four games coming up, home and home. Uh, I hope that's the first of many. And I know you agree with me, Luke. I'd love to see them regenerate the the uh, baseball rivalry. For sure, they're going to play four times this decade uh, already. So uh, that football's coming back. But man, everybody wants to see that baseball. And you know, if you go and play in Turgeon, you're on turf. You go play in the Pete now, you're on turf. So uh, right. maybe Tulane will strike that series back up. All right. When we come back, NFL playoff time. What's going to happen to Luke's Hoodats? We'll answer that next. To the top. Back on a Friday, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg. 
Go buy uh, there are a lot, tons of nice, great cars. Toyota, one of the uh, the most durable and well respected names in the car and truck industry. Uh, maybe you, you want you a truck for the new year. Go check out the Tundra. Um, go check out the Tacoma. Forerunners always a great SUVs. Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Luke, Bob, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Should mention Golden Eagles. Uh, tomorrow we'll play in uh, football in the morning at, at 10.30, but at 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, Golden Eagles will be on the road in Ruston uh, to take on Louisiana Tech. Again, this is the second game of the doubleheader to start Conference USA basketball season. Lady Eagles also in action tomorrow in the greenhouse uh, against Louisiana Tech. Looks like uh, Conference USA is going to do it that way also. Wherever the men are, the women will be playing uh, at the opposite venue. So the 8-3 and three Lady Eagles at home tomorrow against Louisiana Tech at 4 p.m. in Reed Green Coliseum. NFL tomorrow, four games, Bills at Texans, Titans at Patriots, Sunday Vikings at Saints, Seahawks at Eagles. Bob, let's do this. Uh, 3.35 p.m. after uh, the Golden Eagles are celebrating their bowl victory over Tulane. Bills at Texans. Houston, a three-point favorite. Uh, Houston has a great quarterback. Uh, he's just The kid's really, really good. Uh, but I don't know, man. The Bills, uh, the Bills may be the surprise team in the league this year. They have a fine young quarterback as well. Uh, you know, the Texans are one of those teams that you get to thinking they're really, really good, and and then they kind of drop the ball. I sort of like the Bills in an upset on this one, Luke. J.J. Watt is back. I don't know how much he will play or what he's going to do, but the simple fact that he's wearing pads on the sidelines and the fact that Texas are at home, I'm for the Bills. I, I like the Bills. I like Josh Allen. I like the Singletary kid that played at FAU. I just think the Texans um, are going to be a little better tomorrow. Unfortunately, I think the Bills will um, go home. So I got the Texans in that one. 7.15 p.m., uh, Titans at the Patriots. Mm. New England, a five-point favorite at home. Oh, this is a really interesting game. You know, the, the coach of the Titans is a former New England Patriot. Clearly, this is not the same New England team we've seen uh, in recent years. Todd, is this the year that that the mighty Patriots fall? They will, but I don't believe they will in week one of the playoffs. I'll still take Tom Brady at home in week one. I tend to agree with him, uh, Luke. I think Brady wins tomorrow night. I don't think the Patriots probably get to the Super Bowl, but I think it's a little too early to throw the last shovel of dirt on them. Now, Tom Brady, oh, he's old. He's he's washed up, dude. He's thrown for four thousand yards this yeah, right. season. So, I kind of feel like I'm for the Titans, and my heart tells me that uh, you never listen to your heart. But my heart's saying this is my upset special of the week. At the same time, I feel like the Patriots are rope doping the entire NFL. It wouldn't surprise me if they come out tomorrow and win like forty-one to ten. Right. I don't think that happens, but I think I, I don't. You feel like they've been rope doping. Yeah. A little yeah, bit just I, to kind of yeah, the master, uh, you know, mind Belichick. Hey, let's let's play bad a couple weeks and right. Yeah, so well, I, I think Patriots. you're making a serious mistake if you let your guard down against them and think, oh, they're old and washed up and uh, and this is their year to go down. I'd be careful if I were you doing that. 
On Sunday, uh, we'll go to the late game first at 3.40 p.m. on NBC. Seattle, a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. they got to go across the country to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are tough and nasty. As we talked earlier, their fan base is disgustingly nasty. It's just a horrible place to go play. But I do, I do think that uh, the Seahawks are a really talented team, great quarterback, great coach. I like the Seahawks in a close game. Both teams are really banged up right now. I'll take the Seahawks for one reason. His name is Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's great. No play, no question. What do you think, Luke? Seahawks are going to cover that. Yeah, they're going to cover. I mean, I would be, I'll be surprised if they don't win by seven, ten points. I, I think the Eagles, that whole division will be exposed tomorrow as it really has been all year, right. and the Seahawks will win maybe by double digits. All right, 12.05 on Sunday on Fox in the Superdome. A 10-win Minnesota Vikings comes to take on the Hoodats. Saints a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Luke, I think back to your Saints two years ago when they, they lost the incredible heartbreaking game to Minnesota, and then they lose the incredible heartbreaking championship game to Los Angeles. It's not going to happen three years in a row to New Orleans. The Saints are going to take care of Minnesota. 35-17, who that? If we can tackle. If the ghost man doesn't appear. You know, the, <laughs> a couple years ago. We will find a way to keep it interesting. The Saints always do. Um, I would be much obliged if they would just knock them out in the first quarter like they did last week against the Panthers. Saints will win this one, probably win this one by 10, 12 points, but I think it'll be a little closer because we're the Saints. And the Vikings are tough. We shouldn't just dismiss Minnesota, but I I like New Orleans, and uh, I like the Saints to go to the NFC Championship game, but that's a conversation for another week. All right, that wraps it up for today. Go Eagles tomorrow morning, 1030 ESPN. We'll be back Monday to talk all about it. And until then, Southern Miss to to the the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.